Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. At the stadium, Vinny schmoozes in luxury suites. From the left, dear, one serves from the left. Whatever's gotten into you, Campania? Amy, post up in the bleachers. The only place to catch Vinny and Haney together is on 105.7 The Fan. Vinny and Haney back here on 105.7 The Fan. No need to adjust your channels. Bob is out of the room. Cordell Woodland filling in for Bob. Bob will be back in an hour or so. I'm here with Vinny Serrato. Quick draw McGraw behind the glass. We're going until 2 o'clock. Right here on the fan playing Christmas music because, of course, we're in the Christmas spirit. Christmas being on Monday and for football fans will be treated to a good one uh, Monday night when the Ravens go out to Santa Clara to take on the San Francisco 49ers. We're efforting to get Niners Hall of Famer Bryant Young on the line right now. Bunch of things to talk to him about. Uh, not only just what's going on with the Niners, but, you know, Brian Young is a guy himself that's gone over double-digit sacks in a season as an interior pass rusher. We see what Matt Abike's doing. We would love to get his uh, thoughts on that as well. Yeah, and the thing about it is, you know, when I saw Matt Abike in college at Texas A&M, I kind of saw a little bit of B.Y. in him because defensively at Notre Dame, B.Y. didn't have a lot of sacks, and it was because – Barry Alvarez was the D coordinator, and it was stop the run first. So play run first, then go get the quarterback. So he didn't have a, a ton of sacks at that time. Whereas, you know, once he got to the NFL and, and you know, then he became a Hall of Famer. It was a force. It was a yeah. force and one of many forces. And he joins us now via the WGK Law Guest Hotline. We've got Hall of Famer Brian Young. What's going on, Brian? Hey, how you doing? Not Be bad. Not bad, man. Appreciate you making some time for us. And uh, we were just talking about this Niners-Ravens matchup on Christmas night. We'll really be treated to a good one. And how how pleasing is it for you to look at this Niners team, especially along that defensive line, and see that those guys are still uh, as dominant as they were back when you played? Yeah, I'll tell you what. They got a really uh, good depth of guys that um, that is what you need at, at the, you know, to make a run and to the playoffs and do well during the season to make a run during the playoffs. You got to have depth. And uh, those guys come in with the responsibility that, Hey, the baton's in my hand and it's my responsibility to do it justice and, until the, the next guy gets in. And so that's what you want guys that can make plays, uh, no matter if it's the first guy, second guy, or third guy. Hey, BY, you know, what's funny is last time we talked to you, we were talking about the hall of fame and you couldn't tell us that you'd been uh, elected <laughs> at that time, which was cool. And then the other thing cool, you texted me yesterday, your son, Bryce Young, committed to Notre Dame. What's he going to play, B.Y.? Yeah, so he's a defensive end. We're super excited for Bryce. You know, he's worked extremely hard, and uh, 
you know, just going through the whole recruiting process, you know, Notre Dame had to make sense for him. Um, you know, Michigan and USC were, were close seconds. But, uh, you know, when you're there, it just, you know, it felt right for him. And so he had to come to that conclusion. But we're extremely happy for him. Uh, I think he's, you know, with his work ethic and knowing that he's, you know, still has a lot of work to do ahead of him development-wise, I think it's just a great fit for him. So I'm really excited for him. Uh, I think he's going to do an excellent job while he's there. Hey, B.Y., what um, what is the difference in the stadium now? Because I've never been to the, the new stadium in Santa Clara compared to, like, Candlestick. And what's the environment going to be like compared to, like – because, I mean, to me, there was no better environment than, like, when we would play the Cowboys and stuff. Is that the type of environment? Tell me about what the stadium's like and then what the environment's going to be like uh, Christmas night. You know, it's, it's a very unique venue. Um Levi Stadium is is an excellent venue. Of course, you know when you look in the past, you know Candlestick was was a, was a great one, uh, built differently. But I think just where we are now, you know Levi Stadium is a great venue. It's it's loud in there. Uh, the fans are, you know they're they're fanatical. They're exciting. Uh, they're into it. Um, and when they get going, it's hard to play there. Um, it's just a good. There's not a bad seat in the house, and it's just uh, the turf is great. Of course. You don't have to deal with the high tide either, yeah. uh, as you know about that back in the day. Long cleats. Yeah, the long cleats, yeah, exactly, especially at night. But it's just a great place, um, you know, to be and watch a game. And never having been on the field and experiencing that as a player, I'm sure it's, you know, exciting for the players. We're talking to Hall of Famer Brian Young. He joins us via the WGK Law Guest Hotline is Vinny and Haney. On 105.7 The Fan, and Brian, speaking of the Hall of Fame, you know, you look back at your career, you were able to be one of the more dominant players at your position. You've won the Super Bowls. You reached the Hall of Fame. That's kind of checking all the boxes that I would think a player has coming into the league. What is it like when you look back over your career and can pretty much almost say you, you did everything you wanted to do? Yeah, you know, it's, it's, it's funny when you're into it. You just, you know, for me, I'm just – you don't you you have thoughts and dreams, but you don't just get a really fixed on you know, the future without just relishing on what's important at that current time. And you just you know when you when you look at all the fun that you had, the hard work that that you put into it, and the focus and the discipline that it took, you know you just you you don't realize how much that would set up your future. Um, it, it's been quite a journey, and. Uh, and I can tell you that it, it wouldn't have happened without great teammates doing their job to allow me to do the things that I've, I've been able to do over the course of my career. And, uh, you know, to be able to be enshrined and be in the Hall of Fame, I'm still pinching myself. It still feels a little surreal at times. But but uh, certainly it's, it's it's been a lot of hard work and sacrifice and great people and teammates, coaches and administrators over the years that made it happen for me. I still got my black t-shirt that you gave me and then the the black hat too with BY on it. Yeah, Vinny. <laughs> hey, BY, let yeah. me ask you this. How much does like uh Kyle remind you of Mike Shanahan and does McCaffrey remind you of Ricky Water? And Ricky's coming on at 12:45. Does McCaffrey kind of remind you of Ricky too? Yeah, you know, the first Kyle, I like Kyle is such a savant smart guy. I mean, just just super I think he's taken like he has that the dad um touch to him, but he's taken this offense to a whole nother level. And um just just how he game plans and calls it during the course of, you know, a game and then watching how he develops and, and even 
exploit certain guys and, and look at the the matchups and taking advantage of those. You know, just really good to, great to see him, uh, how he calls the plays and his offenses are always exciting to watch. Um, I, I think he's better than his dad. And, of course, you know, having dad there to kind of be a you know a, an advice giver mm-hmm. and uh, um, help him along the way. Uh, I mean, that's a, that's a great situation to be in. Now, what about um, but McCaffrey I, and Ricky. Yeah, so McCaffrey, I, you know, Ricky, Ricky was a unique back. You know, uh, very versatile. He could run between the tackles. He could run outside zone, um, and then he was just a, an asset coming out of backfield as a pass catcher. And when you look at that, that this type of uh, offense, uh, West Coast offense, you need a back like that. Ricky was the, the perfect back for that that offense, and he made it work. He was the glue to that offense. And you look at a guy like McCaffrey, he, he's done doing the same things deadly out of the backfield, deadly on his, on his feet between the tackles, outside zone. And uh, he's just a great um, asset and, and a great player. Uh, plays extremely hard. He's fast. And, um, boy, he's just an electric player to watch. Hey, B.Y., think back. You, you probably – you like uh... – I guess Michael Vick would be the closest comparison to Lamar. How difficult it is for a defensive lineman rushing the pad. Talk to us about what you got to do differently to rush a quarterback like that. Yeah, you got to be really disciplined on the edge. You got to push the pocket. It's important to really get those two inside guys to push the pocket. When you got a good inside push um, and you're not allowing, you know, the and then the edge, edge guys being critically important that they don't lose contain and get high. And, and pass the depth of the quarterback. You got to be equally um, able to push the pocket in the middle and make sure that we keep the edges and you squeeze them. And then that, we call it a two-play mentality. When you get a guy that that's, you know, can pass the ball and is deadly on his feet and can scramble, um, when that starts to happen, he's extending the play not only to, to run the ball but also potentially pass the ball down the field. When that starts to happen, we say that's a two-play mentality play. Like the second play happens within the play when he starts to scramble. So just knowing that you have a quarterback who's deadly on his feet and can get the ball down the, down the field with his arm, you just got to be mindful when he starts to scramble, that's when the second play happens within that play. Um, but I think if those those guys do a good job up, up front just squeezing the pocket and not giving real – wide open lanes, allow him to, to run everywhere, I think they're going to be fine. Brian, it's funny you mentioned the two-play because that's kind of what offensive coordinator Todd Monken talked about yesterday when he talked about the difficulties in guarding Lamar when he starts extending plays. He called him probably the best two-play quarterback in the NFL. I want to ask about another player on the Ravens, Justin Matabike, who plays same position you did playing defensive tackle. You went over double-digit sacks in your career twice. Justin Matabike, he has 12 this year. Just talk about the difficulties to for an interior pass rusher to come out of a season with double-digit sacks. It's just extremely hard. You know, anytime, <clears throat> you know, it's, and also depending on which side you're playing up, you know, I play mostly on the left side. And so anytime I'm rushing a quarterback, you know, right-handed quarterback, he's going to always see me and hitch up in the pocket. And then we get a guy, a chance to rush on the right side, you're, you're rushing from the blind side. So you have more opportunities to maybe, you know, sack the quarterback because he's not able to see you and hitch up in the pocket. But anytime you're able to you disrupt them in the middle, you know, affecting the quarterback, whether you're getting the sacks, getting them off the spot, making them uh, hurry on his throws, 
uh, that's effective. You need that. And th- those double-digit years are hard to come by. And w- when you have success, you know, you have to make sure that you enjoy those times because uh, sometimes there are going to be some lean years, not to say that you're not effective, but uh, but just knowing that, you know, sacks in the middle and able to get double-digit sacks at some point, it's, it's extremely hard to do. Hey, B.Y., the Ravens lead the league in sacks right now, and, you know, a lot of the credit has been given to Chuck Smith, and, and you probably go way back with Chuck Smith. Talk to us a little bit about Chuck Smith because this is his first year at the Ravens, and he's been doing a phenomenal job with the pass rushers. Yeah, that's awesome. Chuck's, Chuck's been off on his own uh, developing rushers in the all season, and uh, what a great asset to have a guy like that 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 really didn't have a lot of lot of sacks in his career, but he he affected the quarterback. But he's a guy that knows how to teach the pass rush and um, and attack the quarterback in different ways. And so having a guy like Chuck, I mean. I think he's been a huge difference maker when they do get those opportunities, whether it's second and long, first and long, or third and long. Uh, he's been effective in terms of teaching them and uh, doing different things to get to the quarterback to win. And so um, I got a lot of respect for Chuck. Uh, just love what he's been able to do outside the game and then what he's doing now as well. Brian, really appreciate you making some time for us today, man. Congratulations on a great career entering the Hall of Fame and your son uh, committing as well. Happy holidays to you and your family. Yeah, thank you, guys. Thanks for having me. Merry Have a good Christmas, Christmas B. White. You yeah, and the Merry fam. Christmas, yep. man. Coming up next here on Vinny and Haney, we'll get you some news from the Nets. We'll hear from a variety of Ravens players, maybe even some of the coaches as well. We spoke to the coordinators yesterday. That's next here on the Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are so let instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date download the instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last minimum ten dollar per order additional term supply this episode is brought to you by progressive insurance whether you love true crime or comedy celebrity interviews or news you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue and guess what Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Fan. On your home for the best Ravens coverage. It's time for News from the Nest with Vinny and Haney. Sponsored by Hillside Lawn Service, the experienced lawn care specialists. 1057 The Fan. First of all, he's made plays for us. I mean, at the Browns game, we had a huge third down that, you know, that he converted that, you know, and then obviously he had a big run early in the game. So over his career, he's made, he's made plays. 
He's been a powerful downhill runner. And he does show flashes in the past game, so we're, we're excited. Vinny and Haney back here on 105.7 The Fan. Cordell Woodland here for Bob. For right now, Bob will be back here with Vinny Serrato. Quick draw McGraw behind the glass. We're getting you some news from the Nets. You just heard from offensive coordinator Todd Munkin there. Talking about Melvin Gordon. Melvin Gordon brought up from the practice squad to the active roster with Keaton Mitchell going down for the year. And Todd Munkin highlighting some of the good things about Melvin Gordon. If they were that good, he'd have been playing already, Cordell. Cordell, because <laughs> you hadn't been with us this week. Tell us what you think the loss of Keaton Mitchell, because me and Bob were like, when he got hurt, I was sick. Mm-hmm. Just because, I mean, he, they started using him more. Two backs in the right. backfield, put him in the wide. I mean, the explosive plays that he had seven carries for 73 yards. Yeah. You know, so tell us what your feeling is by not having him. I thought I think it's huge. Oh, it's definitely a huge loss. Like you said, you could tell that they were starting to put a little more on his plate. John Harbaugh said when they first started playing him, that they had to kind of get themselves to start trusting him more than they're used to trusting young players, especially him being an undrafted rookie. So, you know, you clearly saw on, what was that, Sunday night that that he was playing against the, uh, was it the Chargers game? No, No, the Jags game, the Jags game. And you you clearly saw he was the guy. He was the guy in the run game. Gus Gus wasn't as efficient um, really up until Keaton was out of the game. Keaton had the chunk runs, even in plays where it looked like it wasn't he wasn't going to go anywhere. He's reversing field. He's breaking ankles. They're going to miss him for sure. I, I think I, I call him a home run hitter, <clears throat> and because at any time, any handoff, any catch, he can go. Mm-hmm. They don't have that now. Because to me, I, I kind of said that the guys they have now are singles and doubles hitters. Mm-hmm. Where they the uh, Keaton was a home run hitter, and they just don't have. Maybe Zay Flowers, but other than that, they don't have that guy. No, Lamar will have to really be that guy. Justice Hill at max is probably like a doubles guy, to use your baseball analogy. But, yeah, Keaton Mitchell, I don't think that they'll be able to replicate what he gave them in his short stint on the field. Let's hear more from Todd Monken. Of course, the highlight play on Sunday night's victory over the Jaguars was Lamar breaking out of that Dwayne Smoot sack, extending the play, and finding Isaiah Likely <coughs> down the field. Here's Todd Monken on what was going through his mind when Lamar threw that ball. Holy shit. Good stuff. You're up in the box. It was like right at this angle. And you're like, now I'm hoping he's coming back the ball a little bit more. And those are the things you go over in terms of your scramble rules and the ability to be he has a unique ability to place the ball. But you got to gather yourself because all of a sudden you're at the five or the six. Wherever we were on that one, like, okay, what's the next call? But what a tremendous play by both of those guys. Yeah, he's right. Definitely by both of them. Lamar getting it started, breaking out of the sack, working the pocket, yeah. holding on to the ball, keeping his eyes down the field, and Isaiah likely going down there and making a heck of a catch over two defenders. I mean, as a coordinator sitting up there, you know, you got to say, like, Wow. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And and because he's probably – because how tough a job does Todd Munkin have right now? And last week during the game, when you know neither tackle can block anybody. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, Cordell, that first series, um, Josh Allen was having lunch with Lamar. Yeah. <laughs> you know? I mean, so with Todd, it's like, holy hell. You know? And thank God. Because if that was any other quarterback mm-hmm. – Lamar would have been sacked six or seven yep. times. Smoot would have had one. Yep. Josh Allen would have had a couple. So, I mean, that, that's that's a tough deal for um, 
Todd Munkin. And credit to him to committing for committing to the run game, you know, uh, in the second half the way that he did because it allowed his tackles to kind of fire off instead of backpedaling. That definitely helped Ronnie Stanley. Well, they That's- had 30 rushes, eight passes right. in the second half, and it was basically flip-flop in mm-hmm. the first. And when they came out, they just had, kept having success, and it's like, all right, you know, let's – I mean, they had the ball twenty, like twenty-one minutes, second half, and because Cordell, say what you want, the defense wasn't playing good. Right. You know, I mean, they gave up. They should have gave up at minimum, minimum twelve points. Mm-hmm. You know, four field goals, but there was four scoring opportunities for Jacksonville, and the defense never stopped them. So by coming out, and maybe Harp said, "Let's let's run the ball. We got to help out the defense." And they'll have to do that again Monday night, I think, as well. Let's go to the defensive side of the ball here from Mike McDonald. Uh, I asked him about that Niner scheme and why it's so effective. There's a few things. One, sometimes there's extended plays where they're running away from people that had matched them. The quarterback does a good job of finding them, and they got good chemistry late in the down, so that's one thing. Say, on the other hand, diagnosing what defense you're in and having certain routes, concepts that, that put stress on it. On, on those on those coverages, that's another one. And then just the, the way they operate through their progressions and um, running away from leverages and things like that. And everyone's on tune with, you know, the windows that they're trying to hit and the spots on the field can see, sometimes seem like guys are, can, you know, consistently open. So um, they got a great scheme. They do. I mean, they, they really do. And he said it there, a lot of deception, and they, they force you to be disciplined because where you think the play is going half the time, it's really not. And, I, I mean, watching that Cardinals game, you had McCaffrey with a walk-in touchdown by himself off script play. But then you also have Debo Samuel on a touchdown as well where he's walking into the end zone by himself. Well, a lot of it is that wide zone stretch. Mm-hmm. All right. And then what are they? They're reacting off of that. If the if the defense, if everybody fast flows, yep. what's he doing? He's cutting back. Yep. So that's what makes it so difficult for them. The, the thing that I see is, is the left tackle for them is awesome. The left guard, the center, the right guard, the right tackle – they're just okay. The right tackle is not a very good athlete. Um, and they're not knock you off. Other than Trent Williams, they're not physical knock you off the ball, you know, short yardage type guys. They're zone guys like same type of thing like what we used to have mm-hmm. when Mike Shanahan was there. Let's hear one more from uh, – let's go to the other side of the ball again. Patrick McCarry, he's been a part of that tackle rotation and, you know, that's a unique – we're not used to seeing offensive linemen rotate. That's a, you know, that's a scale position type of thing. So I asked Patrick McCarry about how he tries to stay engaged, understanding that it's a series on and a series off for him. Yeah, it's tough. I mean, just it, you got to be locked in either way, but now even more so locked in because you know that you're playing at a certain time. But it's good. You know, it's good for us. It keeps everyone engaged. It keeps everyone locked in. keeps the guys fresh, and um, everyone wants to contribute. So if you're able to contribute, that's, that's all we ask for. So that's a good thing. How tough is it going to be for guys like him and Fa'alele, who's also a part of that tackle rotation with uh, Morgan Moses on the other side, for those guys to not only get into a rhythm blocking these edge guys, but stay in that rhythm, understanding they may not play the next series? Well, I I think Fa'alele is going to have an impossible time with Bosa because he struggles with speed guys Mm -hmm. anyhow, and Bosa can speed and bend. So that's going to be a tough one there. And on the other side, Randy Gregory and um, Chase Young. Chase Young doesn't show a lot of burst explosiveness to me. Randy Gregory's a little stiff. Um, the the thing that kills Ronnie Stanley is the bull rush. Mm-hmm. And and the bull rush, he couldn't handle it last week at all. 
can't put his foot in the ground. So we'll see if they change up a little bit on, you know, with the bull rush. And, and I'm guessing that the Ravens will see, too, how Ron, Ronnie's handle, holding up. Because if he's not holding up well, Makari's going to be yep. in there quickly. Coming up next here on Vinny and Haney, we'll play a little buy or sell. We'll check in on the stock market, bring in my guy Quick Draw, answer some questions in the world of sports next here on the... Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. Fan. Are you buying? Great cash, homie. Or are you selling? I'm not going to buy into that crap. Sponsored by Window Nation. There's so much to love about the fall, especially the return of Window Nation's best offer of the year. Get two windows free for every two you buy. Plus, pay nothing for two years. Call 866-90NATION or online at windownation.com. 1057 Vinny and Haney back here on 105.7 The Fan, Cordell Woodland, here for Bob for right now. He'll be back still with Vinny Serrato, Quick Draw McGraw, behind the glass. Coming up at 12.45, Ricky Waters, former Niners running back, former Eagles running back, former Seattle running back. He'll join us to talk about this upcoming matchup with the Niners and the Ravens. But right now, we're playing a little by yourself. Vinny, how's the stock market looking? Yeah, this is flat. This is what the... The market, I wonder if it closes early today Mm. before Christmas. I'm not sure. But it doesn't open again until Tuesday. I mean, it's pretty flat. I'm guessing a lot of people probably taking off. The Dow's up 28. The S&P's up 14. NASDAQ is up 44. DraftKings is up 86 cents. Under Armour's down 27 cents. So pretty flat day today. Well, let's start here in the NBA. The Cavs, when they made that trade for Donovan Mitchell... Uh, about a year ago, thought that they were going to be punching their ticket to the Eastern Conference Finals somewhere in the near future. So far in his tenure, pretty underwhelming. First round exit last year, now uh, a shaky start for Cleveland this season. They've got a ton of injuries on that roster. Uh, Garland and Mobley, the notable ones there. And because of that, some some have speculated that Cleveland could look to uh, flip Mitchell almost as soon as they brought him in out of fear that they won't be able to sign him long term. He's not a free agent until 2025, but Cordell buy or sell, maybe not this season, 
but the Cavs will be forced to trade Mitchell eventually. Oh, I'll buy that. He doesn't want to be there. I mean, he let that be known when he was traded to the Cavs. He wanted to go to New York. That's where he wanted to go. So I, I still would not be surprised if at some point he does end up in New York or something like that unless the Cavs pull a Damian Lillard and just say that they don't, they're not sending him where he wants to go. But oh, I completely buy that he's at some point is going to force his way out of Cleveland. Over to the NFL, we know there's going to be high demand for new coaches this offseason. One of the hottest names on the market, a newcomer, uh, Lions OC Ben Johnson. According to Josina Anderson, some NFL owners have been informed that Johnson is requesting upwards of $15 million a year to become a head coach. For reference, only three coaches right now in the league make $15 million or more. That's Bill Belichick, Sean Payton, and Pete Carroll. Pretty elite company there. I guess you might as well ask, but Vinny, buy or sell, Johnson's salary demands will hinder his market as a head coach. Absolutely. <clears throat> Absolutely. I mean, what has he done to warrant that? that that's the only thing. Cordell, you, how about uh, when we interviewed Pete Carroll, me and Dan Snyder interviewed Pete Carroll in Kansas City or St. Louis, one of the two. Um, Pete called, Pete wanted seven mil a year. Now that's a bargain. Right. <laughs> and Dan was Huge like bargain. Dan was like no way. You know. And Joe Gibbs was making 5 at 5 5 for 25 I think Joe got. I think Dolphins Mike McDaniel, one of those offensive mm-hmm. gurus but new to head coaching, he's around 5 million. So Yeah, so 15, come on. Yeah. I, I mean, you know, all right, you're going to give me the Super Bowl and if you don't take me to the playoffs, you're going to give me 10 back? Mm-hmm. <laughs> no. I ain't paying him that. I don't even know what you're going to give me. Right. How about a little baseball here? The Pirates are going to be bringing back Andrew McCutcheon. One-year deal for 2024. Veteran outfielder was reunited with his original team last year, but had his season cut short in September with an Achilles injury. Seems like he's good to go now, but uh, you know he wants to keep playing because his career home run total is sitting at 299. So he just needs to reach that 300 mm-hmm. threshold. But besides sentimental reasons or milestones, what's Pittsburgh really getting here? Buy or sell, Cordell. At age 37, McCutcheon can still provide a lot for a Pirates team that's rebuilding. I'll sell that. I mean, well, it depends on what you define by a lot. I mean, I think most of his contributions will probably be in the clubhouse, you know, and and just being a leader in there for those guys. I think he'll get to 300 obviously I I don't think he'll make it throughout the season without hitting a home run but I'm a huge McCutcheon fan always have been but at this stage of his career it's it's kind of about picking his brain if you're one of the young guys it's crazy he's already 37 that yeah was it is it is and we'll close with this here uh George Pickens that whole situation's blown up over the past week uh he justified not blocking downfield uh for an apparent injury risk those were his words his teammates Publicly, not really buying it. Uh, Some of his teammates questioning his motives uh, publicly and behind the scenes. Mike Tomlin, he doesn't agree with it, yet Pickens will still play tomorrow against the Bengals. Uh, We also hear reports of Tomlin's seat warming up this year. Vinny Byersell, Tomlin should have benched Pickens to send a message and save his job. I don't don't know that he needs to save his job, although Ryan Clark this morning on GetUp said that Mike Tomlin should go somewhere else after mm-hmm. 17 years. But with Pickens, it just causes a lot of problems in the locker room, man. And that's almost one that kind of do one of two things. You let your veteran players kind of handle it or 
you know, you bring him in, and when you have your team meetings, you put the film up there and embarrass him in front of everybody and then have him apologize to the whole team. It's starting, and I can't even believe I'm about to say this, it's starting to feel like Mike Tomlin has lost that that yeah, locker room. No doubt. I mean, the this is now two Pittsburgh players that we're talking about quitting on the team in the middle of the play, and both of them were in a spot during the play where they could have made an impact. You had uh, Deontay Johnson. The ball is rolling two feet away from him. He makes no effort to go and not only get the ball, but to tackle the guy that does recover the ball. George Pickens, if he gets in in front of the guy, then Jalen Warren scores there. To hear a football player say that he didn't block because he was in fear of injuring himself. Why are you even on the field? I think Mike Tomlin has to do – to answer Nola, I think he should have benched Pickens. He has to do something because it just seems like they're not listening. to. I don't want to say that they're not respecting him, but I can't ever think of a time before where we've seen multiple guys out there pulling the stunts that we're seeing the Steelers players do. It's just mind-blowing. It might be time for Mike Tomlin to go somewhere else. Coming up next here on Vinny and Haney, Ricky Waters, former Niners running back among other teams. He'll join us to talk about this upcoming matchup between the Ravens and the San Francisco 49ers. What does he think about the way Christian McCaffrey has played in San Francisco? We'll ask him next here on The Fan. Vinny and Haney on your home for sports. 105.7 The Fan. Vinny and Haney back here on 105.7 The Fan. Cordell Woodland here for Bob Haney. Bob will be back in due time. Still with Vinny Serrato. Quick draw McGraw behind the glass. We're going until 2 o'clock right here on The Fan. We're efforting to get former Niners running back Ricky Waters on the line. He'll be joining us to talk about this upcoming matchup uh, against the against the Niners for the Ravens. And Vinny, we had Brian Young on earlier, and he made a good point. Uh, I had to go back and think about it. He mentioned how Ricky was one of the, you know, early guys that made an impact not only in the running game, but also in the passing game as a running back. I mean, you look at Ricky's numbers in what, 19, in, in 94, he had 719 receiving yards that year. I mean. How about in the Super Bowl? Oh, uh, yeah. I mean, I have to go to find those game stats. But yeah, he was he was awesome in the Super Bowl. Well, he was awesome the whole year yeah, because right. William Floyd was the fullback. Mm-hmm. And, you know, Ricky – well, truth be known, Ricky played at Harrisburg Bishop McDevitt High School. <clears throat> played receiver the year we won the national championship. He was a wide receiver. So I think that really helped him a lot, mm-hmm. you know, going into the pros because going into San Francisco, you know – you're basically following Roger Craig, who caught a bunch of balls, and then Ricky did the same. Joining us now via the WGK Law Guest Hotline, we've got NFL great former running back for the San Francisco 49ers, the Eagles, the Seahawks. we got Ricky Waters joining us right now. What's going on, Ricky? Hey, how you doing? Not Rick. bad, not bad, and appreciate you making some time for us today. We were just talking about it just you know, Christian McCaffrey, you look at everything he does for that Niners offense. We have Brian Young on the show earlier, and he mentioned how you were one of the early guys uh, in the NFL that was able to be a running back that not only contributed in the run game, but also in the pass game. Just how you, you know, how important is that, especially with the way that the league looks at running backs now? How important is it for running backs to be able to help in both aspects? 
I think it's very important, and I know I took a lot of pride in that. Uh, yeah, B.Y., that was my, that's my man right there. He's my big little brother. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, definitely. Uh, I love what uh, McCaffrey's doing right now. He's obviously studied. Uh, uh, his dad played with me. He told me he watched film on me, you know, and he really worked hard. You can tell. You can tell by the way he's running those routes, uh, gets his head around quick. Uh, he locates the football quickly. Uh, I, li- I like what he's doing. I-, I love the way he runs the ball as well. He's very patient, and uh, you can could- you could see his vision. He has, a- he has really good vision, and he sets up his blocks very well. Rick, he don't run that Texas like uh, route like you ran. Well, you know. <laughs> <laughs> or that one down the middle of the field like the Chargers in the Super Bowl. <laughs> you know. <laughs> running waters in the house, but yeah, yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I am impressed by the way he's playing. Hey, Rick, let me ask you this because uh, uh, I keep reading, you know, you're semifinalist for the Hall of Fame. When do you find out, you know, because we did this with BY like a year ago, you know, and then like later he told me, he says, I couldn't tell you that I'd been selected. Oh, yeah. Well, they haven't told me if that's what you think. They haven't told me. Yet, when do you uh, find I- out, Rick? Obviously, it would be great. I'm, I'm not exactly sure when when they uh, when exactly they do that. I've never made it past this, you know, this point. So uh, I'm I'm not very sure. Well, let me just say this, Rick. If you go into Canton, I'll be there too, like I was for BY last year. So you know, I want you to be there, man. Shoot, just like you came to Bishop McDevitt, though. You, <laughs> you ever since then, you've been my my guy, man. Uh, and I appreciate you, that's for sure. Hey, Rick, let me ask you this. When you watch the Niners offense now, how much, I guess, how much different is it than Mike Shanahan's offense? Is it a lot different? or Because it looks a lot the same with the wide zone stretch plays and all that stuff. Yeah, and I mean, now, you know, there's a there's a difference in the way they handle things and the RPOs now and all that. But uh, uh, he definitely took <laughs> a lot from his dad. And uh he he knows how to spread the field, you know, horizontally and vertically. And I'm sure that's what they're going to try to do. And I'm sure they're going to, you know, try to uh, put McCaffrey out there wide out, try to get some matchups with him out on on the edge. I'm, I'm sure he'll try to do those same things. We're talking to so, Ricky. I'm sorry. I look forward to that. Yeah, we're talking to Ricky Waters, who joins us via the WGK Law Guest Hotline. Is Vinny and Haney on 105.7 The Fan and – Ricky, the, the running back position, the, the league doesn't view it the same way they did back when you played it. You have the Christian McCaffreys in the league that are able to to do everything, be a, th- a three-down back, but there aren't many of them, and it's starting to show in the offseason when it comes time for these guys to get paid. What do you think of the way that the running back position is used this, in this uh, day and age, and what do you think about the way that the league views the running back position? Well, I love running backs, <laughs> obviously. You know, that was- that was my position, and I, I love that position. I, even before I uh, came into my own, I, that was the position I would pay attention to when I was watching games. You know, I'd look at Walter Payton. I was looking at Tony Dorsett and all these guys, Eric Dickerson. I can name so many guys that I that I watched and loved the way they ran the ball and the fact that they were the, the cowbell back, you know, so to speak. And I and I, I, missed, I missed that to a certain extent, but I definitely understand what they're doing and why they're uh, going more to passing and and it's more of a quarterback game because you can protect the quarterback easier and I, I think that in my mind anyway that's how I can deal with this <laughs> you know with this happening 
to these running backs because I really want them to get taken care of. I want them to be seen the, uh, as the great players that they are and to be utilized, um, I, be, I believe, you know, to the best of their ability that they have. But I understand why they're going more to a passing game and they're protecting the quarterback. They're protecting the wide receivers down the field. Uh, I can't say that I don't like that because I love that they take care of the players better nowadays. Hey, Rick, talk to me about, like, that wide zone that they run. Because I remember George Seifert yelling, get wide, Ricky, get wide, Ricky. You know, and then talk to us about, like, because you see McCaffrey cut it back a lot of times, too. So what's kind of the aiming point and stuff? What are you looking for there? Yeah, you try to stretch that. You want to stretch the end. You want to keep it going as long as you can. It, so that you can get that movement over the top, and you do want to cut cut back on those plays, and I I think that's that's more of a uh, like a Denver Denver Broncos play. That was that was what they used a lot, you know, when they were really running the ball crazy with with uh, TD. But uh, I but you also obviously if you if if you get outside, that's what you want. If you can get outside, but I don't know if you can get outside you know, on a defense like, like they're going against on Christmas Day. So he's probably going to try to cut back on those plays. Definitely. Yeah, that – that those and, and with us, we – you know, we had the fullback. We ran it a, a little bit different. Uh, a lot of times the fullback's not in there. They even use Kittle to uh, block some. Mm-hmm. Uh, they they want to spread it out a lot. You Brent Jones, rock, Rick. Huh? We couldn't use Brent Jones to block there. <laughs> no, <laughs> <laughs> no, but uh, that's my guy though. So you can't don't talk bad about my man. All right, <laughs> but I will. You know what I I will say. Uh, I'm I'm very looking looking forward to this game because my favorite player in the league is Lamar Jackson. Mm-hmm. He just is. I mean, he, you know, I I play with a, a running quarterback that can throw and do everything, and Tony Rice at Notre Dame, and I just love the guy to this day. And he reminded me of him on steroids, though. <laughs> you know what I mean? Not real steroids, but, like, man, he, he's just amazing. And ever since I've watched him in, in Louisville, I, I loved watching him there. Uh, just the, the way he came into this league and the fact that he, he is showing that you can run the football and you can stay healthy and you can also be a passer because he's a great passer as well, and he works the pocket great. I mean, he's my favorite guy to watch. So I'm really uh, looking forward to seeing how he does against this defense, the 49er defense, because my favorite defensive player to watch is Fred Warner. Mm-hmm. So I I just like this. So I'm going to really be watching and keying in on that part of the game. You going to the game, also, Rick? You going to the game? No, I'm not. No, I'm not going to the game. I'm, I'm going to stay at home, you know, with the family and watch it, watch it at home. But uh, I'm going to be definitely tuning in. Hey, hey, Rick, talk about the environment at the stadium compared to when we were at Candlestick. Yeah, I, I, I don't think they have that yet. I don't think they have that mystique that we had, the where they just was going crazy. It was kind of bananas, you know, in the in the stick. It was it was something special that we had that they're trying to get there. You know, they got great fans. Forty Nines, they have great yeah. fans, and they they're uh. They're not the fans that's going to be throwing stuff at you and acting all that's crazy. That's Philly. That well, you've been through that in Philly. <laughs> I, no comment. <laughs> 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 but uh, 
but it, it gets loud. You know, they're, they, they're having fun uh, at the games and all that. They'll be tailgating. They're, they're going to really come out for this one because I know they, they understand. I mean, this is big on big. And for it to be a Christmas day special like that, man, I, I can't believe they it, it uh, failed this way. That both teams, I mean, this is big on big right here. And I'm sure a lot of people are thinking this might be a you know, preview of the Super Bowl. Ricky, great stuff, man. Really appreciate you taking some time for us today. Happy holidays to you and your family. Uh, we'll talk again down the line. Rick, what's the score? What's your score of the game? Oh man, I think it's going to be tight. I don't. I don't think anybody's going to run away with the with it. Uh, you know, I got. You know, I'm, I'm biased. Right. Too, so. No, I, I got you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. Rick, is this going to be you. like uh, Niners Cowboys '94? I think it is. I think they're going to be going back and forth. This is what I hope to see anyway. I hope to see them going back and forth. And play. I know it's going to be some really great defense, so I don't see them scoring a whole lot of points. But I, I think it would be in the 20s. Mm-hmm. I could see in the 20s, you know, 20, 24, 21, something like that. Yeah, I, I agree with you right there, Ricky. Really appreciate you, man. Happy holidays to you and yours, and we'll talk to you again. Have a good Christmas, Rick. Thanks for coming on, buddy. For sure. And good luck with the Hall of Fame. Good luck with the Hall. Thank you, you, brother. Appreciate that. Coming up next here on Vinny and Haney, we'll get you some NFL lunch. We'll look around the league. Had a good matchup last night on Thursday Night Football that had playoff implications in the NFC. We'll look at that. We'll also talk about who was not at practice today for the Ravens. That's next here on The Fan. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.